you're entering the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Podbean.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show. Not coming to you live as in a live cast, but coming to you live from the Pulaski County Republican Club uh, voter registration event here in Waynesville, Missouri. Um, I was asked to come down by the party. I'm, I am a card-carrying member of the Pulaski County Republican Club. And when they asked me to come out and you know set up and be able to do the show here, I had zero issues with it. Uh, the uh, club president, Bev Brady, she asked me to come out and so yeah i've zero issues with it again uh but before i get too involved with everything um i gotta talk to you about coffee more specifically apr coffee um currently uh dave matthews is still in the process of rebuilding after the tornado that took out his home and coffee business so um in the show notes for this episode there will be a link to fundly that way you can go, you know, help, you know, I believe it says buy magic beans, basically give to him and help him as he tries to rebuild. He's currently in a rental and, you know, he has a space that he can set up to eventually start, you know, roasting coffee again. But, you know, you know, the guy, the people over there at American Pride Roasters absolutely love them, do everything in the world I can to help them out. So please go to the Fundly link in the show notes and help Dave and them out. All right. So getting into it, um, I said, there's probably some background noise you're hearing. Again, it's kind of be expected. Uh, the event here tonight, again, it's voter registration and it's kind of a movie night. They're going to be showing. Um, oh, dang. Huh. It has slipped my mind. It's basically uh, it's a movie from wall builders talking about. Um, the early Republican movement within the African-American community and the, uh, the event organizer, he may have time to sit down with me. We will find out. He's been kind of bouncing around everywhere as we're trying to get everything set up. So I'm really not going to hold against him if he cannot join me for this, but it is what it is. But until then, I want to discuss some insanity that's been going on the world. Um, First and foremost, Madison Cawthorn. I've got some issues with the kid, but um, really, it. I think he's got a mouth to him, and sometimes he uh, gets a little carried away with the things that he's wanting to get across. But at the same time, I think there's an earnestness to him that really drives a lot of people who are very pro-establishment nuts. Uh, he is a big uh, Trump type Republican wanting to overturn the establishment, drain the swamp. And as a result, he has not made a lot of friends. And then that's understandable. Uh, we, you see a lot of people who come in who are political outsiders who are castigated by their own party. Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, again, Madison Cawthorn. Well, 
he has found himself in some hot water with the party because, well, he he's made some allegations that they really don't like. Uh, he was doing an interview, and he came out talking about the sexual perversion in Washington. And really, it's not that, really not that unbelievable. I mean, politics and sexual degradation have been a thing for thousands of years. It doesn't matter if it's the American political system, the British, the French, or all the way back to the Greeks. It's just one of those things that goes on. And in this interview, Cawthorn said, and I am quoting, I mean, the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington. I mean, I mean, being kind of a young guy in Washington and the average guy is probably 60 or 70. And I look at a lot of these people and, you know, a lot of them that I know, you know, that I looked up to through my life. I've always paid attention to politics. And then all of a sudden I get invited to like, hey, we're going to have some kind of sexual get together at one of our homes. You should come by. What did you just ask me to do? And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. As I said, that's a direct quote from Cawthorn out of that interview. Um, it keeps going on. Or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people leading on the movement to try and remove addiction in our country and doing cocaine right in front of you. And really, hypocrisy, again, in politics isn't that big of a deal. I mean, you know, you have people fighting for defensive marriage who they get brought down for trying to solicit gay sex in a airport bathroom. Larry Craig, looking at you specifically. But it, it has come to the attention of uh, party leadership, specifically uh, McCarthy from California, that worthless, no good so-and-so. He's threatened Madison Cawthorn and said there will be consequences if he doesn't turn his life around. According to reports, Cawthorn told McCarthy that his origin cocaine allegations were exaggerated slash untrue. But then again, if they're if they are untrue, and but there's a hint of fact to it, and they're just hyper exaggerated. Again, this is the kind of stuff that gets people in trouble. They start writing mouth or they start writing checks there with their mouths that their butts can't cash. And it's absolutely nuts to think that, oh, well, we're gonna have to punish this guy, blah, 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 punish him. You know, and he he's not really backing down in the face of getting slapped around by uh members of the party. Um He's still out there, still standing up for people, going to and to, going to endorse everyone. Um, he was actually in Wyoming not too long ago. Uh, he showed up in person for a primary challenger to one of his colleagues Wednesday night. Uh, just as fellow Republicans started suggesting that he's the next incumbent under threat. Basically, they want to primary him because, yeah. We don't like him because he doesn't want to play ball the way we play ball. A North Carolina conservative appeared alongside House Republicans at a fundraiser for Harriet Hagman, the Trump-backed opponent to Representative Liz Cheney. 
It's not clear if Cawthorn knew how conspicuous that choice was, with Republicans still seething over his claims about sexual perversion in Washington. And honestly, again, I think this is more that, you know, we're the ruling class. We do what we want versus trying to actually, you know, shut him down. And again, he says he was exaggerating. And, you know, maybe he was invited to some stuff that um, was a little bit more than, oh, let's just go have a meeting over dinner. But then again, I wasn't there. I can't confirm or deny <laughs> what these happens. But anyway, he's got the Republican Party going against him, which, you know, like I said, anytime you're going to push against the establishment, that's going that's what's going to happen. It's going to push back against you. And Cawthorn's own GOP colleagues spent some of the fundraiser just feet away, quietly joking at his expense, according to people in the room. The uncomfortable moment illustrates the awkward position Cawthorn now finds himself in. After writing out multiple waves of many controversies over the past, over past comments and behavior, he now seems doused by a political tsunami after alleging on a podcast that some of his colleagues attend orgies and use cocaine. Again, it may be an exaggeration, but that's not to say that there's not a kernel of truth to it. Uh see. Uh, Senator Tom Tillis, Republican, North Carolina, said, quote, I'm looking at somebody who is going to best represent Western North Carolina. I've concluded Mr. Cawthorn is not that person. Uh, Tom Tillis said in a brief interview, adding that he's endorsed an incumbent's primary challenger for the first time in my political career because I feel that strongly about it. It's rare for Republican lawmakers, particularly from the other side of the Capitol, to repudiate a member from their own party. Tillis also issued a vocal endorsement Thursday of State Senator Chuck Edwards as the best Republican alternative to Cawthorn. Again, Tom Tillis is not exactly what, you know, everyday Republicans want to have representing them in D.C. He's just another establishment figurehead who does what he wants to do. And uh, there's been numerous votes here in the last two years in the, during the Biden administration in which he has sided with the Biden administration over conservatives. He's another one of those people who looks at conservatives and says, yeah, about that. I don't want anything to do with you. Anyways, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has already chastised Cawthorn this week, raising real questions about whether 26-year-old's own party will try to take him down, which, again, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, the pro-Trump base that, you know, got the re Republicans in Wyoming to censure Liz Cheney and then they're actively campaigning against her, that's one thing. That's, that is the local party doing its thing. But when you have the national program trying to, uh, trying to take it down right now, that's something completely different. You know, if you have everyone in D.C. coming after one 26-year-old kid, well, that's uh, definitely going to hurt. Uh, not everyone in GOP is preparing is prepared to turn on Cawthorn, despite a string of recent missteps that range from charges for driving with a revoked license 
to describing Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky as a thug. But hey, he is. He is just as much as a corrupt political thug as, you know, Putin in Russia. I mean, he's went and outlawed 11 dissenting political parties. I mean, if that's not sit being a thug, I don't know what is. Some Republican colleagues privately expressed sympathy for a younger man they believe is beginning to crack, citing his recent divorce, personal struggles, including the car accident that left him using a wheelchair. But none of his colleagues appear willing to defend him publicly. The GOP consensus is that Cawthorn's behavior, no matter his age or position, remains unacceptable. Quote, The Constitution gives you the age when you can serve in Congress, but when you're in Congress, you should respect the institution and you should focus on the work that you should do, uh, Kevin McCarthy told reporters on Wednesday. McCarthy met with Cawthorn in his office on Wednesday morning for roughly 30 minutes to give a good old-fashioned tongue lashing to. Um, Boyko first reported, along with House Minority Whip Steve Scalise and Mike Johnson, who was assigned to be a mentor to Cawthorn at the start of this Congress. The sit-down followed complaints among colleagues that Cawthorn unfairly maligned the entire conference's sexual deviance after making wild claims of witnessing cocaine use and getting orgy invitations. Uh, two Republicans familiar with what was discussed in the meeting, speaking candidly on condition of anonymity, said McCarthy didn't limit his dressing down of Cawthorn to the podcast interview behind the latest controversy. Among the Cawthorn statements and decisions McCarthy took issue with in private, according to one Republican, were the freshman's false claim that McCarthy gave Cawthorn the green light to roll out his own new contract with America legislation, even as the full conference works on its own policy platform. Again, this is one of those things where has been noted by political insiders that, you know, instead of having the entire Congress get together and debate the issues and come up with bills and decide what's going, what we're going to legislate on, it's basically party leadership. You know, right now the Democrats that get the house minority or the house majority leader, you know, speaker of the house and all, all of them, they get together, and they're the ones who decide, hey, we're going to vote on this. Hey, we're going to vote on that. And then all of that. And then from there, basically, once all the party leadership has laid out what the agenda is going to be, then it goes to the House or to the Senate, either way. And so the idea that as a member of the Congress, you have to get permission from party leadership within Congress to say, hey, I want to do this. You know, all Americans should should want to just strike down that system. Uh, I mean, it's been reported in the past that, you know, party or chair committee chair seats, um, being on a committee, all that is things that uh, are basically bought and paid for with uh, fundraising. And, and that's bad enough that you can't say, hey, these people have backgrounds in X, Y, and Z. They'd be perfect for this committee. It boils down to how much money can they bring, bring the party for the next election. And then that's not how 
you know, we should be determining who gets on these seats. Let's see. That, that Republican said McCarthy pressed Cotton on his allegation, saying that if he had made such statements under oath, would he have treaded into even more dangerous waters? According to that Republican, Cotton clarified that multiple members were not involved in orgies, but did maintain that one member of Congress invited him to a sex party with his wife. Despite McCarthy and others in the room pressing him to reveal a name, Cawthorn refused. Third person familiar with the discussion said Cawthorn tried to claim he didn't use the word orgy, upon which GOP leaders in the room pointed, pointed to the tape where he, in fact, used the word. Publicly, McCarthy blasted Cawthorn to a group of reporters, saying that some of the same antics that Tillis did and warning that the uh, North Carolinian could lose his committee assignments or face other punishments, like getting moved to less desirable panels. Again, it, it, it all comes down to who the, the party thinks should be places, not what the actual members should be doing. And if the party itself has find, finds itself standing against you, how in the world are you actually going to get anywhere? How, as Americans, are we going to get anything done? How... How are we going to get laws and bills passed when you have the political elites who are trying to tell you what to do and how to do it? It just makes absolutely no sense. And this is one of those, another one of those things in the long history of, you know, Republicans refusing to, you know, stand alongside their you know people in their party. Democrats, you can watch them all the time. They they will circle the wagons around a a member who does something so egregious or makes some dumb comment. Like, oh, we'll protect them. We'll protect them because we can't lose that seat. But Republicans will be the first to throw you know throw each other under the bus over the dumbest things. You know, with Madison Cawthorn if he was saying, you know, like with him, how dare you call Zelensky a thug? How dare you? Um, have you not seen how he's been acting in Ukraine since uh, the Russian invasion? It, it, it's ridiculous to think that, you know, okay, we can't just call him in and say, hey, you need to check yourself because, you know, you're, you're going out on a limb here. And, you know, and just kind of giving a stern warning. But when you come out and say, you know, oh, look at him. He's 26 years old. He's already div- already been through a divorce and this, that, and the other. You know, well, this is not who we need representing us. Um, who did we have in the White House for four years? We had Donald Trump in the White House for four years. You have... People like Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House, but you're concerned that Madison Cawthorn isn't properly representing the institution known as Congress? You've had Senator Joe Biden, who was who's on C-SPAN footage sniffing kids as he welcomes new senators into the into the Senate. But we must protect the halls of Congress and their and their image, really. 
it's a lot of insanity. And the fact that they're willing to try getting away with it, 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 it's dumb. We have more important things to be concerned about. And again, if it was a a hyper a a if it was just a a blowing up of what happened, if he was using hyperbole and talking about being invited to a three-way with another congressman and his wife, if he didn't, which I'm willing to bet he did in fact see, you know, members, someone in Congress, you know, running a line of Coke because let's face it, you know, in Washington, DC, they had a mayor who was arrested for buying crack. There are people in Congress who are not just because you're a member of Congress does not mean that you are the most morally upstanding person in the world. And the idea that, you know, members of Congress should be held up as these amazing individuals. It's like holding up a member of the military as being infallible. Um, I believe I've spoken on Eric Greitens, who the former governor of Missouri, who is now running for Senate. He, uh, you know, he's had his issues in the past and he's currently undergoing some issues now with the uh, allegations of domestic abuse being made public and blah, 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 blah. And these are things I don't know about personally. I haven't done enough digging into them other than to say, it's really weird that these allegations weren't public four years ago, but I digress. But just because Eric Greitens is a former SEAL does not mean that he is above reproach. It doesn't mean that he is some somehow incapable of doing wrong. We see it all the time. We see members of Congress who get you know, caught with money stashed in a freezer. We see it with members of Congress who, you know, a number of things they do wrong. The idea that you can't do anything wrong because of the position you hold, that you're incapable of doing anything wrong because of the position you hold, it, it sets you up for ultimate failure. And the whole idea that, you know, this kid who has made a habit of pushing back against the, the rhinos in his own party, when I'm not trying to hold him up on pedestal at all either. Um, it just seems a little crazy that we would uh, try to just ruin him because yeah, this happened to me. I'm going to talk about it. And, you know, I'm sorry I exaggerated. My bad. It, it's ridiculous. But in other news, with all the stuff going on with Hunter Biden, now the New York Times finally said, yeah, um, yeah, the, the laptop, laptop story, that's true. Um, yeah. 
with all that going on, so now there's, you know, he's already under investigation for tax evasion. Uh, James Biden, brother of Joe Biden, is also under investigation, and this family's crooked. I mean, when the brother of the vice president is awarded a multi-million dollar, I think almost a billion dollar contract for uh, construction, for doing, for rebuilding cities in Iraq during the Obama administration, when he's had zero, zero experience in the construction field, that gets a little shady. You have Hunter Biden, who... Even getting outside of his uh, doing lines of doing lines of uh, cocaine off of the belly of a hooker, which he's already screwing up because it's supposed to be off of a hooker's ass. We already know this. This has this has been the standard for thirty years. Doing blow, you do it off. When doing blow off a hooker, you do it off her butt. Period. The belly is just that's just weak. But anyways, with all this going on, federal investigations that means possibility of federal charges. Well, apparently the White House has been approached with the question of uh, is what's the possibility of a pardon? Is that is that going something that's going to be off the table? Because that would look really really bad if he's convicted and you pardon him. Well, according to Breitbart, the White House refused to rule out President Joe Biden issuing a presidential pardon for his son Hunter or his brother James as federal investigations continue over their foreign business dealings. See, uh, quote, that's not a hypothetical I'm going to entertain. End quote. White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield said during a daily press briefing when asked about potential pardon, I don't have anything to add from this podium. Bettingfield was reluctant to address any aspect of the Hunter Biden story after CNN, the Washington Post, and the New York Times recently published stories about federal tax probe into Hunter Biden and his foreign business deals. When asked additional questions about Hunter Biden and his president's brother, or, and the president's brother, James Biden, Bettingfield would only reply, I don't have anything further to add from this podium. CNN reported the investigation, quote, has gained steam, end quote, as a growing number of witnesses are scheduled to testify in the case, because yes, there is a federal grand jury convened in Delaware. The Washington Post confirmed reports from other media outlets that Biden was paid nearly $5 million by the CEFC, China Energy Conglomerate, even though Joe Biden denied during the campaign that his son made any money in China. Whoops. Quote, uh, my son's not made money in terms of this this thing about what what are you talking about China Biden said during the third presidential debate moderated by NBC's Kristen Welker Bettingfield said the White House stood by Biden's claim despite reporting proving it false we absolutely stand by the president's comment Bettingfield Bettingfield told Welker when she asked for an update on the Biden's debate claim. So again, the just the fact that they're not willing to come out and say that, you know, oh no, and uh, yeah, we're we won't 
pardon him because that would look really bad. That's kind of suspicious. Now, I understand. I understand. Maybe they're just wanting to let the grand jury play out. See if there's actually enough there for a federal indictment. Because who knows? Maybe if there's a federal indictment, that would um, seriously prove some uh, enough shenanigans to have somebody removed from office. Not that uh, having Kamala Harris sitting in the White House would be any better, but um, yeah, it's it, the whole idea that they're, you know, pretending like everything is above board is ridiculous. There was no proof that any of it was above board, and all of it seems incredibly shady, especially with emails, you know, referring to. Joe Biden as the big guy talking about he's get getting his cut. I mean, that seems very, very sketch in the whole, in the whole, the whole thing. But hopefully as, as it comes out, um, as everything comes out, we'll actually get to learn really what happened. And unfortunately though, with the number of people in media who are willing to run interference, I mean, and it also doesn't help you. You're having a, a Jen Psaki, you know, when she steps down from the white house, she's going straight to, MSNBC. Yes, that's right. Low rent peppermint patty will be with the crazy people over at MSNBC. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a perfect fit for her. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that her and her new boyfriend, uh Rachel Maddow, will get along great. But this is one of those things. This is what we, we see in the news media all the time. Uh, now, well, the, the question is, will she get like an anchor job? Will she just be a political consultant? Will she be a political commentator? A contributor, if you will? You know, these are the things that, you know, really hasn't been made public yet. But at the same time, at the same time, it's, uh, you know, kind of worrisome about the way these people kind of float from, you know, private industry into government, from government into private industry. And this all kind of keeps going back and forth. Um, I think Dana Perino and uh, Ari Slicer have have done the best at not it's like, yes, they have political, they're political contributors, but they're not full-time anchors. Uh, you know, George Stephanopoulos, you know, was with the Clinton administration. Now, now he's a full-timer with ABC news. And that's kind of a scary thought. And then again, like with the Biden administration full of uh, BlackRock uh, people, it's 
kind of spooky, especially the all the stuff that BlackRock's got their hands in that could be, uh, you know, really affecting the way our economy is moving right now. It's, as I said, it's a very scary idea. And you have people in the White House who used to work at Facebook. You have people at Facebook who used to work for the Obama administration. Absolutely nuts. I want to do one more story here and we'll see what happens with getting an interview. But you know, if it happens, it happens. If not, hey, at least I was at least I was here getting to hang out, have a good time, eat some hot dogs and some popcorn, hang out with some awesome political folks. I did get a shake hand with uh my state senator, uh Justin Brown. He came by and he said hi before I started recording. We were talking uh talking about Injuries, because they said, uh, as you don't follow me on Facebook and Twitter, I spent a portion of April 1st, my birthday, in the emergency room with a pinched sciatic nerve, hardly able to walk. My back is still really stiff, but I came out here to you know support the Republican uh, Republican club. So, you know, it's what I do. But yeah, he he was talking about you know his twisted knee. And it took a couple of weeks. It is good talk, just great non-political stuff. But anyways, uh, last one. One of the big things that's been going on lately. We've been seeing with things like uh, the "Don't Say Gay" bill. And I'm using air quotes around that because anyone who's actually read the bill, you'll notice the phrase "Don't Say Gay." Or even the word gay does not appear anywhere in the 1,400-word bill. Now, if you're not exactly sure how long a bill is, that's 1,400 words, print it out. That would be about, depending on the spacing, one and a half to two pages. Not a long bill. But we've been seeing so much stuff with, you know, well, it appears to be grooming, trying to get our kids, um, trying to shape them into, you know, being politically or being politically, ha, being sexually active with adults, um, trying to push uh, lifestyles. So you have a child who for would have no reason to be, you know, think they're gay or trans or two-spirit or whatever but they were uh just the way they're taught the way information is presented to them through a quote comprehensive sexual education and really it's all it's doing is it's creating a social system where you know, kids are deciding they are certain things because, oh, that's what society thinks I should be. Well, uh, from not the bee, uh, they're going to they're going to try to normalize pedophilia be- before too long, and Ali Stuckey is almost certainly right about how it's going to happen. It's rare to see a prediction that you can say is correct with near 100% confidence, but sadly, regrettably, this is one of them. 
As she notes, it takes very little insight to see this. We've been warned. Are we going to do anything about it? And basically, it, it boils down to what is a child is the basic argument. I mean, we've on the right have been joking, what's a woman? What's a man? You hear people talking, well, age is just a number. Uh, like if you're 50, but you're wanting to date a 30-year-old, yeah, that's just a number. But, you know, if they're under 18, it's not a number. And it's, and it's so gross to think that this is an acceptable thing. And the, the whole idea of it, I mean, we've had, you know, teachers uh, after the whole, you know, Florida, uh, I'm not, I don't want to call it the don't say gay bill because that's giving them the, giving the leftists the premise of the argument. But after the, after that bill was passed, you have teachers. Well, why do I want to tell my kids about, about when they're, uh, when I spent my weekend paddle boarding with my partner and I have to explain. Explain to them what a partner is. I can't do that. Well, here's the thing. Maybe you can keep your private life separate from, you know, your life as a teacher. It's, it's a weird thought. I know it's hard. It's a hard concept to understand, but it is what it is. And you keep seeing it. These people get all butthurt, like, what's wrong with teaching kids about sex? Well, again, there's a time and a place for everything. And, you know, teaching kindergartners about, oh, well, you don't have to be a, you don't have to be a boy if you choose to be a girl, which I, I was trying to think. There's an amazing clip that came out of, of, from one of these teachers talking just the whole idea that, oh, it's not a choice. This is who I am. And then she said, this teacher in her little TikTok video used the word, you don't have to be one if you choose. It's like, huh, wait, I, I thought, I thought none of this was a choice. I thought this is how it was. All right. I uh, just had someone sit down in the chair with me here. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Stephen Bells. Stephen Bells, uh, what do you do with the uh, Pulaski County Republican Club? Well, currently this year I am the uh, events coordinator. All right, and so all of this is uh, your doings. More or less, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, what is, uh, what's the movie you're showing tonight? Uh, the movie tonight is uh, setting the record straight American history in black and white. Right. And that is wall builders, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. David Barton. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, Dave Barton, I've always been a fan of the work he does because he's just one of the most level-headed gladly will search out all the original source documents. And he's always been so great about keeping everything on the level. Yeah, absolutely. He is, uh, 
Uh, I, I learned about him years ago, probably around 2008, late, late 2008, maybe early 2009. And a friend of mine suggested him. And uh, so I, I checked him out and he just happened to have been on uh, Glenn back, back when he was still with uh, Fox News. And it happened to be on a Friday and it was called Founders Fridays. And uh, I was a Democrat back then. Right. And it was uh, kind of a, a challenge that was given to me. And I thought, you know, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to I'm going to find the flaws and I'm going to prove this guy wrong. My friend wrong. Boy, did I get um, educated. Yeah, schooled a little bit. What's that? Yeah, schooled a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I learned more in that one hour about our American history. And that's kind of why uh, I'm doing this movie tonight, kind of in tribute to that. Because it was it was that same setting that I learned how Black Americans create were, were part of the founding of this nation, and and that stuff has not been told in a long time. Right, and I think one of the biggest problems we have is that we don't want to look at history. We don't want to look at context. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I I find myself in social media fights over the Second Amendment. Yeah, All too. the time. Because, yeah. well, the second, well, militia, militia. It's like, okay, what's the context of a militia? At the time, it was every able-bodied person. Absolutely. And well-regulated didn't mean the government handing down laws. It meant get everyone together. Get all your guns work. Is all your powder dried. You have sufficient ammo. Yeah. And, and basic strategy. Yeah. It's, but, you know, the, the whole idea is. You know, that David Hogg kid from Parkland, he was out there today. It's like, when your rights infringe on mine, it's, it should be regulated. I'm like, you're, it's like, your activism is infringing on my Second Amendment right. You should stop. Yeah, and, and that's the sad part of a lot of misunderstanding of our Constitution and, and our nation. A lot of people think that uh, we are to bow to the minority when actually that's not the case. Right. Uh, the minority, the minority shouldn't rule. The, mini the minority should be protected. Right. Right. The minority should not be victimized by whoever the majority party is. That's the reason why we have a republic and not a democracy. Absolutely correct. Yes. And the idea that, uh, you know, well, we are such a small group that we should have control over everything. Well, now you're just going from being a protected group to being to being a yep a political fascist statement right yeah you know, where right. it's it's a, a ruling party that's way smaller than you know the proletariat that you're wanting to work for right absolutely yeah. and that's not 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 how this nation or the founding fathers set up our uh, our, our form of government or our our republic um, uh, you keep hearing the word democracy thrown around and that is not even close to what America is. Right. And I think that as if more Americans would actually study our history and we could still have different political parties that will have still have different, will have different ideas on how we should handle X, Y, and Z issues. But I don't think you would have, a party that's pushing towards Marx. Right. Absolutely. And, but even then I still look at the Republican party and I'm just like, 
You're not pushing towards marks, but you're still wanting to be a statist. Stop it. Right. I, I, I find myself, you know, at odds with the Republican Party a lot because I have a libertarian streak in me. It's just like, yeah, I, yeah, I'll see, like when Donald Trump came out after the Parkland shooting, going back to that, you know, talking about red flag laws, take the guns, then do process. No, <laughs> I'm not about that. Yeah, a lot of people are mis have a misconception on the Second Amendment. And it's uh, it's really sad because you've, you've got a, a group that are pushing louder than we do, which mm-hmm. is a fault of our own. Right. Where we need to be educating people on the correctness of what the founders created for us, actually the rights given to us by God, which is part of the natural law. And course you know uh those on the other side do not see god as anything so natural law goes out the window which means our rights go out the window and they try to dictate you know what they think we should do right and i i I love to bring up arguing um okay they're not god-given rights okay let's say they're human rights the rights that you have because out of the sheer sheer reason that you exist the same reason why, you know, when uh, Slobodan Milosevic was sent to prison for the rest of his life was because he was violating human rights in Syria, Sarajevo and Bosnia. They, these are who who gave those people that, you know, he was trying to genocide. Who gave them their rights? Yeah, well, exactly. they have those rights because they exist. Well, that's what the that's the you know Bill of Rights is for us. These aren't rights that the government said, hey, we are benevolent, we care for you, we want you to have these. Because as the Soviet Union's constitution pointed out, they, they had like 130-some rights at, that you had as a Soviet citizen. But the word unless appeared in a lot of them. So, uh, because any right given to you by man can be taken by man. Absolutely. And that's, that's something that the founding fathers knew because they just uh, gained their independence from the British who did exactly the same thing. And they, they knew they did not want uh, that form of government for us because we, were, we, we control our own destiny. And, it, and that comes, again, from the laws of nature and of nature's God. So they knew that back then, morality was stronger than what we have today, sadly. Right. And today we, we have so much of, and I say this on both sides, both sides are guilty of this, of wanting to legislate what is moral behavior. Right. And unfortunately, you can't legislate morality. It has to be taught. Right. You know, you see so much of it that it's, you just want to, again, to stop people and go, no, you, you can't force people to be good. You have to teach it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that back then, you know, one of the kids today uh, kind of set up his own booth and he had a goal of reaching X amount of dollars. And I said, well, you know, why is that? And he said, well, because I want to I want to have a computer of my own. So, I mean, uh, government doesn't just say, OK, kid, we're going to give you a, a computer. No, that, that comes from within wanting to better yourself. So that means you. You put yourself out there to, to get them, do the money or do the work to get the money to do what you want to do. And 
the, the founding fathers knew that we needed to be given the right to either succeed or fail. Whereas the state it dictates if we succeed or fail and how and where we end up. And that's exactly opposite of what a republic means. Right. And this, this is one thing I do like about being here is and being involved with the county Republican Party is that you know everything needs to be as localized as possible. Right. Uh, so many times we see if it's a problem in Pulaski County, we don't want the state of Missouri coming into Pulaski County saying we're going to make this across the board issue or St. Louis or Kansas City. or St. Louis or Kansas City. Those cities have their own problems. They should be handled by them. They don't need the state of Missouri right. to tell them how to run their, run their counties or their cities. And at the same time, we also don't want the federal government doing the same. Uh, yeah, some of the people I found myself listening to uh, lately, Steve Dace, uh, Beck, uh, Stephen Crowder, they're really great at pointing out, you know, the smallest level is almost always the best fix. Oh, absolutely. And when I was in the Army, handle everything at the lowest level possible. And it, I think as being involved with the county apparatus, being able to say, okay, how can we point the county in the right direction? I think is, I think I can have more of an effect on that than, okay, how am I going to move the state of Missouri? Absolutely. And, and that same, again, that's, that's where the founding bro, the brilliance of the founding fathers was, uh, they knew the, the strongest effect for you was the local. And it was the local that he gave, that the people he gave more power to and the least to the state. But they're still stronger than the federal government. Right. It's supposed to be. Yeah, supposed to be. And unfortunately, though, like I said, people on both sides have uh, people on both sides of the aisle over the past hundred years have really pushed to, well, if we're going to have this big apparatus of the federal government, how can we make it work for us? And I've always I've always equated it to you have two people fighting over the reins of a horse careening towards a uh, towards a cliff they don't care about turning away from the cliff they just want they just want those reins right and it's uh, right now it's quickly quickly approaching the ledge yeah yeah and a lot of that has to do with the the, the people that we elect and and you know we're both fans of David Barton and David Barton will tell you it's it's the people that we elect that either going to create the good or the bad. So if we're constantly putting forth bad people that make bad laws, no matter if we put good people in there and there's still bad law, it's, we're still going to get bad laws. Right. And I was talking about this earlier on, on the show. Um, one of the really big problems that we have with trying to get good people go and stand up and make good laws is that you have these establishment Republicans who will do everything in their power to push back against someone who is a nonconformist. Um, I was talking about Madison Cawthorn 
and he got in some hot water because he said he was invited to have a sex party and talked about uh, someone who he works with pushing anti-drug legislation and then turn around doing a line of coke. And, you know, Kevin McCarthy comes out and, you know, you know, slaps him down because, because how dare you speak against the establishment? And it's like, it's like, well, do we want to, do we want to get rid of people who just live in their hypocrisy? Absolutely. Or do we, or do we want to just keep it going because that's where the the power lies? Unfortunately, that's, that's part of the problem. Um, again, wall builders, you know, if you ever, uh, I'm sure you list the wall builders mm-hmm. live, you know, they're, they're about um, uh, moral standards, right. which is what we talked about earlier. Um, without the moral standards, we have a free-for-all. Yes. Um, the more we get away from that and the more we and elect the wrong people, the more we, we move away from that standard. And we're really creating our own problems. And, it, and it's only going to get worse the longer we continue that problem until people that want to, that we can support and push forward, um, that have the moral standards. I mean, we're just going to continue the same bad habits. Right. And as like, you know, kind of like having a drunk hang out with his friends at the bar. Right. <laughs> it's just you you might have someone who seems good but they but they're not if they're not based in strong morality. Right. They show up they show up in DC or wherever the power center is, Jefferson City, local school board, local school board whatever, and they and they find themselves, well, if I compromise little on this, compromise little until now they they don't have any standards. Well, one of the things uh, to me is uh, the Democrat Party uh, they're very good about rallying the, the troops around no matter what the issue is or a bad issue or a bad candidate they will rally the troops and protect that person oh yeah then but our guys seems like you know one bad deal or one misstep we're attacking each other and we're divided and the Democrats they, they take over because mm-hmm. of our falter, and that's something I th- that needs to change. But we also got to stand again for the, the the purpose of why the what the party's supposed to stand for. If we don't do that, then we're no better than the liberals. Right. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. Absolutely. It was great talking with you. And and we about both just died trying to shake hands over the table. <laughs> yes, we did. All right. Again, thanks for thanks for inviting me out. It's been a pleasure talking with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Well, ah, uh, yeah. Steve uh, ran off to go do his uh, work as the uh, organizer here. So again, I just want to thank the Pulaski County Republican Club for inviting me out. It has been a blast hanging out, eating popcorn and hot dogs, and getting to talk with people even before I started recording. So again, I didn't run any of the, my regular ads during this. So, yo, Keto Chow, yo, KetoChow.xyz, promo code RELENTLESS, save 10% off your first order. Built Bar, promo code RELENTLESS, save 10%. Um, Drizzly, promo code RELENTLESS. All, all the links are in the show notes. So, again, if you want to support the show financially, you can go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop. 
check out the merch. I'm still working on stuff since I've rebranded to the Tyler Morgan show from relentless daring, but you can still support the overall company with, you know, re- with your relentless daring merch. So check that out. Uh, the whiskey pod. I'm still working on stuff. I know it's been really awful trying to get stuff done lately. It's just how it is. Um, it's been so busy and hopefully I can be getting some episodes out on it soon. Um, yeah, but if you also want to donate to the show, uh, you can check out my uh, coffee link, ko.ko-fi slash Tyler Morgan Show. Uh, go there, don't donate three bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you think is, you know, makes it worthy of your time. Um, or you can go to uh, paypal.com. Well, uh, just use the uh, just use the PayPal link there at the website, and it'll take you there. You set your donations again with 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 the coffee or the PayPal on those links. You can do a one time or recurring donation, either or. It all goes into putting stuff, you know, putting stuff into the show, web hosting, stuff like that. I'm because let's face it, I don't make money off this. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to you know break even and just you know, keep my bills paid. So again, thank you so very much for listening. Um, the same old thing, you know, the, the four things. Number one, subscribe. Number two, rate it. Five stars. Five stars. Four, I'll, I'll accept four. Three and below, we need to talk. After that, re- write a review. Reviews are good. Let's people know what you think about the show. Please, more people calling me Alex Jones. Or knockoff Alex Jones. I can live with that, too. Um and finally, share the episode. Send it to someone who you think will appreciate this episode. Send it to someone who you think will drive them absolutely bonkers. I don't care. I, I, if you want to make me a tool for the aggravation of others, by all means, make me a tool for the aggravation of others. Again, thank you so very much for listening live and direct from the Pulaski County Republican Club. This has been the Tyler Morgan Show. And as always, stay relentless. Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7